Hey everybody and welcome back to the Daily Objective. I'm sorry I'm having tech issues which led to us cutting out a little bit there. Hopefully they're not going to continue in which case you might just see me turn off my camera but in any case let's get back to it. Um, I'm not sure where I was in the news update. I, I think we were at the Jewish man being killed in California and there was a Remembrance Day collector here in Edinburgh who was assaulted at a pro-Palestine parade recently. Um, so people who are claiming that these you know, demonstrations are peaceful, frankly, are talking out there behind. Anyway, let's get to our main topic because we've been delayed enough by the tech issues. So glad we're talking about weaponry in the conflict. Let's go. Tell me about it. Awesome. So hello, everyone. Uh, another update is that uh, apparently Hamas just shot a few more rockets at Israel just because I'm, I'm sitting here. This is a, a safe uh, space because it's sort of a, of a basement. There wasn't even any alarm around me right now. I just heard the interception of the Iron Dome, probably in Tel Aviv or something, which is really close to where I am. Um, so yeah, it's just like the kind of the routine that we have already. You just hear the the, the interceptions. It's it's quite loud, like, you know, the glass shakes uh, a bit in the windows, uh, but this is the way it is. So earlier, Morgan, you have called me the expert of weapons. So uh, <laughs> you should all know that I'm not an expert of weaponry. Uh, I did serve in the in the Israeli uh, military, and I think it allowed me to to get a good perspective of what the military is. I, I'll tell you a bit uh, where I served and and what perspective uh, it got me. Um, the first thing that I will tell you is the difference between a rocket and a missile. It would take me a few minutes to get there because I want to introduce myself a bit more, my my, my military background. Uh, but you can also already start thinking if you have an idea what is the difference between a rocket and a missile because many people use it interchangeably when uh, when it's very different. Um, okay, so first of all, yes, I've served in the Israeli military. I was drafted, but I was uh, also very excited to serve, and. Uh, I think I, I served in the air in the air force of the Israeli military, but it's very important to remember that in Israel it's not uh, like it's, there, there isn't a clear division between the air force and the navy and the army and the marines in the same way that there is in the United States. Basically, the 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 IDF, the Israel Defense Defense Forces, it's one big organization. If the Navy needs air support, they talk to the Air Force. They don't have their own uh, airplanes. If the Marines, the troops, need choppers to fly them, they also talk to the Air Force. Uh, so it, it's 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 a whole organization. And I was in the Air Force in a part that uh, that was in charge of intelligent research. So I think it's it's also something that we can talk about a lot more. Um, but there are like three perspectives on, on, on an army. There's the operations, the airplanes flying, dropping bombs, or the or the the soldiers uh, running on the ground or the tanks, anything that got to do with people fighting or defending, all of that is the operations. That's the biggest part of the army. But they also they always need to know where to operate. Who's the enemy? What's the, what's the enemy is going to do? So that's intelligence. 
um, you know, tracking um, the, the emails, the communication, taking photos from satellites, all of that is intelligence. But in the middle, there is an integrator between the big operations with all the force and the, the smaller in size intelligence. And that's the, the research uh, bodies of the army. They take intelligence, they process it into something that the operations, the strategies in the in the operations can do something with. So so that's that's where I was. So I've 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 got a good understanding of what the other side has of intelligence. And I also have a good understanding of what Israel has. So Gilad, just before you go, how long ago were you serving in the military? Um, so I think it's it's a three years of mandatory service. I did a bit more. Uh, I got out eleven years ago, and I kept on doing reserve service up to uh, a year ago, basically. And I just uh, so stopped just for all sorts of uh, different reasons. And anything I'm going to say today is not official. I have no connection to what's actually going on right now other than having uh, good friends and a brother who is serving in the army um, so yeah that's that mm -hmm. uh, okay so let's start with the the question that I asked you guys I'm you, you can also uh, try and answer it what's the difference between the difference between a rocket and a missile you know uh, well, you gave me a clue earlier, but so, but before you gave me the clue, um, I I would probably have used these terms basically interchangeably. Um, if I really thought about it, maybe I could make the distinction. I think it and the distinction that you told me about, which I'm not going to spoil, um, I think is very interesting about the nature of uh, the two forces a conflict here. But but I'm not. You go ahead. I'm not going to spoil. So yeah, so a rocket is basically any piece of something. That uh, that due to to a use of fuel, it ends it ends up flying. So the most basic form of a rocket is that thing that we do in a science experiment, right? We have a bottle, we put some soda, baking soda in it, and somehow it ends up flying. That's a rocket, and it's a stupid rocket. It doesn't have anything telling it where to fly, other than the fact that it was aimed somewhere, and that's the thing that Hamas shoots at us. And it's very, very different than a missile. A missile would usually always uh, also be shot by, by a similar mechanism, but a missile is going to have a navigation system. It's going to have some sort of a system that tells it where it is and, uh, and how it should keep on correcting its course in order it, it's in order for it to hit the target. And it also gonna have like the, the wings to alter the, the trajectory as it flies to actually execute, execute the commands that it needs to do. So it's a very crucial difference. A missile is gonna be very accurate to the point that usually you can, depends what kind of missile. The, the SCUD missile was very famous during the Gulf War. It was shot on Israel from Iraq during the Gulf War 30 years ago. Uh, and it can hit like a big building, fairly accurate. Some smaller missiles can be as accurate as a window 
missiles shot from uh, from all kinds of uh, choppers, for example. A rocket, complete opposite. Very stupid, and it's gonna basically land in the in the spectrum of uh, like depends on the distances of, of a neighborhood, if much bigger sometimes. When when Hamas shoots rockets from the Gaza Strip towards Tel Aviv, sometimes it's not even sure it's gonna hit Tel Aviv, even if there's no Iron Dome. You just do not know where it's gonna land. Maybe it's gonna land in the sea. It can drift to the levels of uh, two or three miles away on these kind of distances. Mm. So that, I mean, I guess a key distinction there that we're getting at is that a rocket is almost in a way indiscriminate. You kind of fire, you hear, sometimes hear the phrase fire and forget. I don't know if that would apply to a rocket versus a missile, whereas a missile is much more intentional, much more targeted um, at, and discriminating in who, it, where it's going to hit and how it's going to hit. Uh, would that be a fair description, do you think? Yes, and uh, it, I think this is a great embodiment of the difference between the modern army of Israel and between the guerrilla warfare style um, organization that is Hamas. We, when we shoot, when we attack, we know what, what we want to attack. We are trying to disable a specific ability that our enemy has, and we, we, we have to be accurate. But when they shoot, they're not trying to disable an ability that we have as an army. They are just trying to terrorize and to show the world that they can keep on shooting. So they don't care. They have the most simple weaponry. Basically, a rocket is a piece of metal with some fuel on the one hand that launches it. And on the other hand, the warhead, which is basically a bomb that ignites the second it hits something. Um... And what's the other reason that this is a very dif uh, important difference to know is that uh, we have one specific missile that is very famous that we use pretty much every day in Israel that we just used uh, five minutes ago. And that's the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome is a system. It has radars and everything. But the way that it actually intercepts a, a rocket flying out of Gaza is with missiles. And again, the rocket, a stupid thing that was shot and flies in an arc-like tra trajectory. After it was launched, no, no decisions anymore. It's basically a piece of metal flying. On the other hand, what is the Iron Dome? It's a radar. It needs to project exactly where the rocket is going to be and to calculate the differences and to fly and as it flies to recognize with a camera where is the rocket that it tries to hit and then it it doesn't hit the rocket it just explodes explodes when it's really close so again the same difference of a modern army investing a lot in each in, in, in each of the missiles that we shoot, I think the cost is like $50,000 for each uh, Iron Dome missile. And we shoot it at, I don't know, 1,000 bucks, uh, like $1,000 is the, the price of a rocket. Mm. So I'm just going to just, there's been a couple of uh, super chats. So 9.99 from Jonathan Honig. Thank you again, Jonathan. And nine uh, cents from Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. We always appreciate the support. Um, I think I think it's a really interesting distinction. Actually, it seems on the surface like almost like a small distinction between a rocket and a missile. But actually, if you think about it, one it, 
the nature in which a missile is discriminatory and precise and is a, almost a much more significant feat of kind of human intellect, I think is really significant, especially in the context of how Israel is criticized. So there was a strike on a refugee camp in Gaza a few days ago, which Israel justified by saying that there were Hamas um, militants of leadership there that needed to be destroyed. And the criticism which was heaped on Israel was that this is indiscriminate slaughter. You know, you're just doing, you're just wholesale wanton slaughter of people. And yet actually if Israel's method is to use missiles, they're trying to be very precise about what they're doing. They're being really intentional. It would seem to me at least. Um, whereas the whole nature of Hamas is they just want to destroy. They just want to kill. And that's signified by the fact that they're using rockets. I presume it's also monetarily. I presume Hamas is a fairly kind of ragtag, poor outfit as well. But that they, they don't care who they kill. As You know, one rocket making through the island and landing and blowing up a building, blowing up people. I presume that's just victory in their mind. Do you think that's right? Yes, I do. And also... I think the fact that most of the rockets they they that they shoot does not hit anything doesn't like they they still win in a sense as long as they are able to shoot rockets even if we intercept every rocket with the iron dome first of all people still run to the shelters even if the the rock like everything is intercepted people are still terrorized I was, uh, my mother just celebrated a birthday a few days ago. Uh, you know, it's not a time to celebrations, but we still wanted to do something. We went to the cinema. It's a safe space, the cinema. Like, you don't have to go anywhere when there is an alarm. But there was an alarm. We are in a safe space. We're watching a movie. It's a birthday. And she was, uh, she, 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 it wasn't a panic attack, but like she was uh, in distress. It was a parent even though she's safe. Um, and, 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 and it happens to so many people here in Israel. So they win because we are in distress. And they also win because they kind of show the world, look, the IDF, Israel, the West, the United States, with all their might, with the aircraft, uh, area, aircraft carriers coming here, oh, yeah, the West and Israel has all of that, but we, Hamas, we can still shoot. So even if nothing happens, they prove something to the world. And I want to say a few words of why they can keep on shooting, even though we have all these abilities. So we all heard about the tunnels, right, and the bunkers, they are underground and everything, but how, how could they still operate and shoot rockets at us? And the answer is that basically they have many, many thousands of rocket launchers around Gaza. And the, the rocket launchers, they don't have to take it out of the warehouse and put it somewhere and shoot. The rocket launchers are the simplest things that you can imagine. Basically, it's a rail that has already been pointed to the right direction. Probably it already has even the, the actual rocket on it. And all they need to do is to go there, like get out of the tunnel, see that everything is fine, press on a button, either on a timer for like 10 minutes or with a remote when they are back in the bunker, it shoots and that's it. And that rocket launcher, again, a piece of metal that is directed towards, in, in, towards Israel in the, in the right angle, that's, uh, 
They only use it once because they know that we, that Israel is going to attack it. Mm. And um, so when it comes to the Iron Dome as well, I think what's interesting to people who aren't in Israel, what how effective is the Iron Dome? Because obviously some missiles still get through. And the fact that the Iron Dome is able to intercept as many as they do is, you know, is an extraordinary achievement. But is it, is it 99% effective? Is it 75% effective? How effective is the Iron Dome at shooting down these rockets when they're coming in? I think um, if they actually shoot an Iron Dome missile to intercept, sometimes they even shoot two missiles for each rocket to make sure that it's going to be intercepted. So that will reach almost 100% of, uh, of interception. But sometimes uh, there are other reasons that we don't do not intercept. For exact, uh, example, if they shoot many, many, many rockets at the same time, there's not enough missiles ready in the Iron Dome batteries. So they need to choose. How do they choose? We have the, the same system that uh, um, triggers the, the alarms. An alarm doesn't play all over Israel when rockets are shot from Gaza. There are an array of radars that identifies for each rocket where it's uh, where it's probably gonna land, and then it calculates: is it open area? Okay, we don't even need to intercept. Is it a crowded area? We definitely need to intercept and to uh, trigger an alarm over there so people are gonna run for shelter. Um, but again, a complex system sometimes something falls between the cracks. We think it's gonna open, it's gonna land in an open area, and the wind give it gives it a bit more uh, uh, push, and it gets to to a house at the edge of a neighborhood or something like that. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and what, actually, this is, I mean, this made me just explain my own ignorance. When was the Iron Dome introduced as um, a defense system? Wow, that's a good uh, question for uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> is it relatively new or is it like, like is 10 it years, really... at least 10 years. 10 years. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, a bit so more. Then... I, think, I, I think like 12 years or something from 2012, 11, something like that. Okay. And so, I mean, we were talking about rockets and that they're, you, the impression you're kind of giving is they're very makeshift, right? Uh, Daniel saying to that Wikipedia says Iron Dome came in 2011, so about 12 years. Um, that a lot of the weaponry is very makeshift. So, is that true? So, like, um, I can see that for rockets, it'd be like that. What about rifles that they're using? Because everyone, you know, it's an open secret, they're getting funding from Iran. Are they getting like shipments of weapons as well, or are they kind of makeshifting rifles and pistols as they go? Um, so as far as I'm aware. You know, the actual weapons that they use, the rifles, the hand grenades, the RPGs are like real, real weapons. They are not manufacturing any gun in the Gaza Strip. Uh, how does it get in? All kinds of tunnels. I, I'll bet a lot of the tunnels are the tunnels that they have with uh, Egypt, because there's mm -hmm. a small border with uh, Egypt. I've heard that uh, those tunnels, they are big, that you can drive vehicles in those tunnels. Uh, so a lot of it's coming from over there. On the other side, I know that uh, one of the reasons that uh, that the rockets 
do not really hit us too much and do not do a lot of damage is that the rockets themselves are often uh, self-made in the Gaza Strip to the point that they take out uh, the water pipes instead of having like water pipes and sewage pipes, they take them out and they use the actual pipes as the bodies of, uh, of rockets that they shoot. Um, I did wanna keep on stressing that point of, of rocket versus missiles. It's, it's like a case of trying to be accurate and between terrorizing and just shooting wherever you want. So Israel, in basically in everything we do, we are accurate. So we don't have, when the Air Force is dropping bombs, it's, you know, it's the, the house, sometimes even the floor or the window that they aim to that is going to get shot. We don't shoot basically any rockets, you know, just towards nowhere. We do have artillery but it's modern artillery. Modern artillery is very, very accurate. You want to shoot at a house, it's going to be that house and only that house that is being shot. I think it, there's something else here that points to the importance of the kind of moral guilting of Israel because clearly the equipment disparity is, is huge between Hamas and Israel. Like it, it, As we're kind of saying, Israel is a modern military, well-equipped, you know, well-funded. Hamas might be getting funding from outside sources, but they're, like you said, they're making rocket things out of sewage pipes. That's you know, crazy. So the only way that an enemy like that can really, I think, probably continue waging war with Israel is if Israel's pulling its punches, in effect. Like, would you agree with that? Like, if Israel really wanted to crush these guys because they're so poorly equipped, like, it, it would, it could do it decisively. So wait, I didn't say that they are poorly equipped. They are okay. very, very well equipped, but in guerrilla warfare. So they're, they're not going to have any tanks. They're not going to have accurate weapons to shoot at, at, at the cities of Israel. But when they want to fight with the Israeli army, for example, as we have forces uh, surrounding Gaza, they are pretty good at that. They have the tunnels, they can pop up from everywhere. They have thousands of trained soldiers with like very modern gear, like the vests and uh, and uh, and RPGs with anti-tank missiles. Uh, those out. They, they do have missiles only for uh, like uh, individual, like the, the individuals can carry and shoot at things like tanks. Uh, so they are very well equipped for guerrilla warfare. And um, and yeah, Israel could take them down, but only with the price of killing a lot of non-combatants. Like there is no, like how could you get to all of those people in the tunnels without like taking down many, many, many more buildings, including hospitals and schools? So we are stopping ourselves because using human shields is is a really good protection yeah, absolutely. Um, they know that their civilized opponent doesn't want to kill civilians, and that's how they wage war. Um, so we're drawing to the end. Um, we have another super chat from Nicholas for 10 euros. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Um, we need to keep Razi in the styles which he's accustomed, so all the donations are appreciated. Um, 
Oh, John was donated three dollars. Thank you very much, John. Um, we've got the reality show coming up in just a couple of minutes, uh, where we're going to be talking about some things adjacent to this. Um, we're going to be talking about the protests going on in London on Remembrance Day, a leader of Hamas making comments that no civilians were killed in Israel, extraordinarily, and things like that. So please come back and join us. And Galad, thanks for talking with me. Bye bye. Thanks. See you later.